Oh my god, was I just getting absolutely fried. Felt like a drumstick at Popeye's just getting sizzled and drizzled out there in section 498. Lord knows that vendor was long gone. Only shot I had at getting the water anytime soon was the Delta 246 flight flying above my head. Just ask the flight attendant to throw down a Dasani while she's at it. Wow. Anywho, what a great game. Yankees lost, but hell of an experience. When you're with the Burger family, whether it's nosebleeds, behind the dish, whatever it may be, what a good time. Absolutely loved it. Really did. What an atmosphere. Anywho, moving on. Grace, this one's bizarre to me. I was watching Good Morning America. They had a family of 15 on the show. Michael Strahan was interviewing them. But, but the reason that they were there was not because they were a family of 15. They were there because they were doing charities to help what's going on in the Amazon forest with all the fires. Which, by the way, is just awful. It really is. But, but they brought on a family of 15 Okay, so I don't even think that they were prepared for 15 people to come out, 13 kids all by the same mom and dad. So the Good Morning America staff was like scrambling to find couches and I mean, never seen anything like it. Usually on the set, they got it all ready to go. You know, imagine somebody walking out on Oprah Winfrey's stage on the Oprah show. Or coming out on the Ellen show and, and the producers and the, all the workers are just scrambling to find furniture to put all these people on. Fifteen people. You had one kid, he was sitting on a bar stool. One was sitting on a chair. There was five of them on a couch. They were just throwing all types of furniture on the stage. I couldn't believe it. But the most bizarre thing, though, it, it, it was never addressed by Michael Strahan how bizarre it was that there was 15 of them there. All, the, all they were talking about was the, the, the Amazon rainforest and the fires, the charity that they were doing. Which, yeah, that was great. But if I'm doing the interview, at some point, I'm going to mention the fact that there's 15 of you sitting in front of me. All the same blood. Yeah, maybe throw in like a sex joke, like, wow, mom and dad, you stayed busy, huh? <laughs> well, you know, something... Strahan didn't even mention it. And he went through every single name, too. Say, all right, guys, we're going to bring on the Baker family. And with Mr. and Ms. Baker, we have Rick, Timmy, Sarah, Billy, Tommy, Lara, Sarah, Franklin, Johnny, Walker, Lauren, Steve, Jacqueline, and the Bakers. It's like, holy shit. I'd be like, first off, uh, Mr. Baker, you named your son Johnny and Walker. Any relation to the liquor? The, bo- the bottle of liquor that we tend to get smashed up on when we're feeling a little frisky. It's like, no, well, you know, I had a ninth and I named him Johnny. And then when the tenth came along, I pretty much just said, fuck it. Why not name him Walker? I think that'd be kind of cool. But it's actually separate names. That's son nine and son ten. It's like, holy shit, Mr. Baker. But these kids were, were pretty much similar in age. I mean, there wasn't like you would expect one guy would be 41 and then there'd be a two-year-old. The big brother carrying the two-year-old in the stroller. This, this was, un- I've, I've never seen anything like this. You have any questions I had? Imagine that family's bathroom. 
Seriously, what's the toothbrush situation in the Baker family bathroom? I mean, you got to have a friggin' shelves. You got to have a whole dresser to install each person's toothbrush. And mind you, speaking of toothbrush, that's a lot of Colgate toothpaste. Holy shit. Imagine working for Verizon. You're a salesman for Verizon. The, the only thing I would be doing if I'm Jack from Verizon is just targeting in on getting the Baker family sale. Imagine you get 15 phones in one sale. Let me tell you, if you're making commission off that, you could head to Hawaii for the rest of the year. You just sold 15 phone lines. Just take a hiatus. That's your yearly commission right there. Target it on the bakers, whatever you got to do. Holy shit, poor Mr. Baker. I mean, these were all the questions that I had rolling through my head. I couldn't even focus on the Amazon. You ever see the movie Cheaper by the Dozen? There's like 12 of them. The producer of that was probably watching this like, fuck me. Should have scratched that script, my bad. Didn't know I was undercutting my uh, movie Cheaper by the Dozen there. But seriously, you imagine Mr. Baker... Imagine going to Rick's game, go to his basketball game. I'd be like, look, Rick, I'm going to be here for one possession because Timmy's got a soccer game. Sarah's playing lacrosse. I got to take Billy to school. Uh, Tommy's got football. Lara's having issues at home. I need to meet with Sarah's teacher. Franklin starts Trader Joe's shift at 10 a.m. Lord knows what the fuck Johnny and Walker's doing. I got to teach Lauren how to drive a bike. Steve had to drive a car, and Jacqueline, I just, I don't know, I got something to do with Jacqueline, I forgot. It's like, so when you get the rock, you better shoot this motherfucker or I'm gone. Okay, I'm here for one possession. Don't just pass it back to the point guard and get back on defense, because by the time you're back on defense, I'm over at Timmy's game. Like, holy shit. I don't know, Grace, I, 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 I'm sorry. I just wanted to add that to my segment because I found this bizarre. I could not once was it mentioned like, wow, look at the size of this family here. Franklin, sorry, the only thing we had for you was a bar stool. I apologize. I, I mean, whoa, but I mean, it was a great interview, but I just, that's all I could think about. Wow, that got me kind of riled up. Anywho, moving on. I believe it's that time. Miss Grace Abraham. If I could trouble you just for a little bit of a drum roll, please, here. It's the Ask Bob segment. Every week, week after week, I tell you fine folks, a part of the show, whether you're following on the Instagram, the Snapchat, whatever it may be, send in the questions. Slide into those DMs. Get yourself announced on the Ask Bob segment. Getting themselves announced first is going to be Dylan Finneran here from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Son of a bitch, Grace. That's like eight in a row from from the Midwest. This is unbelievable. Dylan Finneran, that doesn't even sound like a Midwest name. Sounds like somebody you go sailing with, like the sailing captain. Finneran, batten down the hatches, please. We're off and running here. We're going sailing, Finneran. This Midwest, I mean, maybe we should just record the podcast out of Lambeau Field. Do a residency in Lambeau Field. Do it on Friday before the games. 
Let them do groundwork on Saturday. We won't really mess up the field. Just do the podcast from Section 150. Holy shit, Finneran, what do you got for me? Bob, gotta ask, sure you've seen it. Chick-fil-A sandwich or Popeye's? This had to come up. I saw a lot of these coming into the DMs, the email. Popeye's chicken sandwich, for those of you who somehow didn't see it, if you've been living under a rock with Patrick the Star for the past couple weeks, Popeye's came out with a new chicken sandwich that people are going bananas over. It literally broke the internet, like the internet actually shut down for a day. And apparently, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is competing with Chick-fil-A's, which, by the way, is the throne of all thrones. So this has been huge. Popeye's have been getting just lines and lines of people just loading up for this chicken sandwich. Somebody I follow from my Instagram from work, they waited an hour and a half for this chicken sandwich. Now, without further ado, I'll, I'll be very honest with you, Finneran. I haven't had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I've seen it. And I just want everybody to pump the brakes a little bit. First off, the breading on the Popeye's chicken sandwich, I'm not nuts about that breading to chicken ratio. Looks like a little bit too much of bread. You know? I don't want it, I, I don't want it to be like a thigh of fried chicken, which is kind of the way it's looking. So just be cautious about that. The people who defend Popeye's, that's their first thing is it's a bigger sandwich. Correct. But there's something about being able to go to Chick-fil-A. One just opened up right by me. You're going to see I'm going to post something on it tomorrow. I did like my experience in Chick-fil-A. There's something about being able to go to Chick-fil-A and pipe down five chicken sandwiches and feel like you just had, you know, a French fry. You still kind of feel light. That's like the thing with White Claws. You could pump 10 of them out, be absolutely blackout drunk, but only feel like you just had a glass of water. You feel light. There's something to be said for that. So just pump the brakes on the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Nothing against Popeye's. Also, outside of the chicken sandwich, okay, let's not lose sight of service. I've talked about it on a, well, episode 8, was it, Grace? Let's not lose sight of service. Do you think the people of Popeye's give a fuck if they forget to add napkins and a straw? You think they really care? Nothing against Popeye's, but Popeye's tends to be a a, a bit of a rougher crowd. That's all I'm saying, which is fine. It's two different atmospheres, Popeye and Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, I came there the other day. They had one guy directing traffic. It was a huge line, so then they just throw another guy in the middle there that just kind of works the drive through He works the floor. He's not taking orders. He's not doing nothing but just checking on you, kind of talking you up. Just quality checking you before you even get your meal. I'm in the drive through You know, I'm talking football with Patrick from Chick-fil-A. It's 100 degrees outside. He's got his pair of khakis on. He's sweating bullets. We're just talking football. All types of shit. I mean, he, look, he kept me entertained. They know it's a Popeyes does not put out the hospitality that you're going to get at Chick Fil A. So let's remember. Also, put 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 chicken sandwiches aside. Let's get the whole experience involved. If Patricia from Chick Fil A just so happens to forget to put your straw and napkin in there, I guarantee you it bothers her all week. 
She'll be at dinner with the family. Mom's gonna say, Patricia, what's wrong? She goes, I can't believe I forgot to put that fucking straw and napkin in that guy's back. It's so unlike me. I gotta follow procedure. Straw, napkin, fork, knife, spoon. Every time. Patricia, don't be so hard on yourself. Popeyes, you think they give a fuck? No chance. Plus, they just throw a pound of Old Bay seasoning or whatever is on their french fries as well. There's something to be said for customer service, too. Have not tried the Popeye's sandwich? Will I get there? Yes. Also, not so easy to find the Popeye's. It's not like you turn the corner and you see a Popeye's on every corner as if it's Starbucks. You gotta go into the right place. It's a different atmosphere. I compare Popeye's like playing a... I don't know. Playing street ball in uh, in Staten Island. It's it's a rougher it's a rougher territory. You got to know what you're going into. Nothing wrong with that again. But just two different dynamics all outside of the chicken sandwich. Chick-fil-A is like playing a pickup game at the local YMCA. If you want to call a charge, if you thought you had your feet set, by all means, call that charge. Call, call a uh, go ahead and call a call a charge and uh, at a call a charge at Coney Island. See what happens. Yeah, we're going the other way here. I thought I had the feet set. That's going to be a charge. Yes, sir. You just got shot in the noggin. See you later, kid. It's a different atmosphere. Okay, I will go. I will take a look at the Popeyes chicken sandwich. But for now, all I'm warning people is be cautious before you come for the throne of Chick Fil A. I'll defend them to my grave. Fenrin, I hope that answers your question, wherever you may be, if you're sailing the seas or whatnot. Uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, these Midwest, it's unbelievable. Holy shit. NFC North. Wow. All right, folks. Well, that does it for this week. Hell of an episode. I enjoyed it. I sure as hell hope you did. Uh, Big news. Got new podcast merch coming in hot so on my instagram www.brilliantlydumb.com you could go ahead get yourself the not today bubba gear okay now we're gonna switch it on over move on over to some podcast gear that i think you're gonna like give it a look thanks for hopping along really enjoyed this episode we will see you next week for big game bob Grace Abraham on the ones and twos, we thank you, and we look forward to seeing you next week on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Thanks, folks. We will see you then. Live, you know the drill, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday, here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show, it'd be my honor to let you know that behind the glass, you're looking at the one and only Grace 
Abraham there on the ones and twos, coming to you live on the vocal cords. You're listening to Big Game Bob. Welcome, folks, to what I believe is episode 13. I kind of knew after 10 I would start losing track of what episode it is. Time flies when you're potty, no, Grace? Holy shit, I believe this is episode 13. Got an action-packed one for you today, folks. Big ol' sports segment. But before I do that to kick us off, shame on me if I don't let you know that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it. I put that shit on everything. Crystal clear here on the perimeters here of Big Game Bob's apartment looking spiffy all the way around. Fun fact for you, actually. The Windex sponsorship, it was supposed to end the last week. That was the last episode we agreed to. They got a certain amount of episodes. But I called them up. I have a, I have a Windex contact who kind of negotiated the deals. He's like my Windex middleman. Anytime I run out, he sends me Windex. If I have questions about the advertisements, payments, whatever it may be. His name is Bob. <laughs> so from one Bob to another, I know Bob from Windex. Anywho, I called up Bob. I said, Bob, look, I, I, I got a question for you. Hi, Bob. It's Bob. He goes, hey, Bob, what's going on? I said, I know the Windex advertisement ends last week. My question for you is, do you mind if I still advertise for you guys? Like, no payment involved. I just, it, it's kind of picked up some steam here. I get people DMing me videos of them and their family just spraying the shit out of Windex. They're like, hey, Bob, we're using a, this is the Jones family. We're using Windex here. Love the show. Friends of the pod. And they're just spraying Windex on like the dog, the the counters, the ceilings. The kids are going bananas with it. It's fun. And Bob from Windex, I mean, anything flies with Bob. This guy's fantastic. I mean, anything goes. He goes, yeah, sure, Bob. I I don't think that's a problem. Why not? Even when like they were first gonna sponsor me, I was like, Bob, like, can I get kind of like vulgar with the Windex? Like, can I just say anything you want? Yeah, sure, go for it, Bob. Just having to be a part of the show here. It's like, all right, fuck it, Bob. I'm gonna rip it. So here I am, episode thirteen. I don't want to stop advertising for Windex. Whip it, wipe, wipe it, clean it, spray it. Like I'm thoroughly enjoying it. We've picked up some traction here. So yes, this is an ad, but it's not really an ad anymore. It's not a paid ad. I literally just want to let you know that I fucking love Windex. Thanks, Bob. Anywho, let's jump right into our sports segment. I got to tell you what. I can't tell you the last time breaking news has come up on ESPN and it's actually been breaking news. Like the last time I saw breaking news, it was like breaking news. The Yankees have agreed to play the White Sox in Wembley Stadium in 2035. It's like, oh shit, okay, well maybe you could let me know in 2032 ESPN and then I'll start getting jacked up for that. It's 2019 right now. Did that have to be breaking news? I'll see you in Wembley Stadium in 2035, 13 years from now if I'm still alive. Lord knows where I'll be 13 years from now. Is that really breaking news? But anyway, I'm crossing an espresso martini the other day. And I look up at the screen. Okay, they're playing sports. I got a big old cashew in my mouth. Breaking news. Andrew Luck 
has informed the Indianapolis Colts that he'll be retiring. I can't tell you the last time I looked at the TV and breaking news was actually breaking news. Holy shit, did that shock me. Nobody saw this one coming. Andrew Luck, with or without the injuries, top five quarterback, no doubt about it. He's like, what, 27? Nobody saw this shit coming. Just signed like a $140 million deal with the Colts. Just absolutely mind-blowing that this guy won't be in the NFL anymore. And he's, I, I don't know, NFL Films did like a thing on him. He's the nicest guy in the NFL. Stanford grad, so that just about figures. They do a thing where he's mic'd up. And they call him the nicest guy in the NFL. So a big D lineman will come and just blow his head off. And he'll just like tap the D lineman on the ass after he gets up and be like, Hey, great hit, boss. Way to rip my fucking neck off. Good job, boss. That a boy. That a boy. And he's like complimenting the D lineman. And they interviewed Terrell Suggs. And he says, I, I, it's the strangest thing. I've never just lowered the shoulder on a guy. And he like says, thank you. Hey, great hit, Terrell. Way to lower your shoulder pads into my kidneys. Great shot. That a boy. Keep it up. A little harder next time. And it kind of like mind fucks him. They don't know what, they don't know how to react. He gets up and just smacks him on the ass. You don't even know what team Andrew Luck's playing for. He's the nicest guy in sports. And he gets up to the podium and makes this earth shattering announcement in the most casual way possible. So like, yeah, so um, I've decided to, uh, to go ahead and retire. You know, it's like he was picking his, uh, his fantasy football draft. It's like he took his third pick in the first round. Yeah, I've decided to go with Le'Veon Bell in the third pick. Like, it was just so casual. Yeah, I've decided to forego my $140 million contract. I'm going to go ahead and retire. Uh, my car is waiting for me outside, so i got to get going now. But, uh, Colts, you can have your $140 million back. I'm going to be on my way now. Traffic's a bitch here in Indiana. Thanks for your time. Got to get going. It was like, what? It all just happened too fast. I couldn't believe it. And mind you, when he was in Stanford, uh, whatever year that was, he was a guaranteed first overall pick. Like, no doubt about it. $50 million guaranteed. He, fo- he, he didn't go. He wanted to stay another year in Stanford and get his degree. I was, the, I was playing Division Three baseball, and I was ready to just ship off somewhere after year one. Mind you, there wasn't $50 million involved. I mean, holy shit. He, he wants to be an architect. I don't know what degree that's called, and this is going to sound bad, Grace, but is that like an architectural degree? What, what's the architect degree pronunciation? But, but with that being said, if this guy, who, by the way, is brilliant, is willing to forego $140 million, Andrew Luck's got something up his sleeve, that little devil. I'm telling you right now, I, he's going to do, this guy's going to be building fucking skyscrapers around Minnesota or some shit. I could see him even linking up with Elon Musk and doing like a SpaceX thing. You imagine Elon Musk and Andrew Luck getting together, collaborating that could be something special. But if the guy's willing to forego $140 million and just nonchalant, just slip up to the podium and, and do that, this guy's got something up his sleeve.
I don't know what what he is. I don't know what he's building in his garage, but Andrew Luck is going to come out with something. I don't know what, but be on the lookout for it. Absolutely mind-blowing news. Moving on. We're going to keep it with our sports segment here. Dodgers, Yankees this weekend. You better believe I was headed to Dodger Stadium to go to that one. My uncle came into town. He got tickets. Me and my cousins, we were all pumped up. The good thing about my family is when we get tickets to a game, whoever got the tickets, they never tell you where the seats are going to be. So you could be behind the dugout like you saw my dad on ESPN a couple weeks ago, for those of you following the Instagram. My dad and my uncle cousins were sitting behind the dugout at Yankee Stadium. And it was ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, so you could see the reaction to every pitch. It was, it was hilarious. They had the best seats in the house. And then again, I, I told you about the whole King Crab buffet that they have at Yankee Stadium. So you're either going to be right behind the dugout, you're going to be in the nosebleeds, you don't know where you're going to be sitting when you attend a sporting event with the Burger family. Who's ever hosting, they don't say a word. Where you sit, you sit, you're happy with it, no doubt about it. So we arrived to Dodger Stadium. Okay, we get our tickets, we go in, I don't even check the number of the ticket, whatever it may be, I don't care, I'm just happy to be there, happy for the invite. So my uncle leads us over to this escalator, and we're going up this fucking escalator for about 10 minutes. And, and, and the problem with the escalator was, it wasn't like a quick little escalator where it just it's like a 10 second trip, you get on, you get off, you may trip going off the end of it, like it's going that fast. But this escalator had like padding, and it was, it was like a slow incline, so I knew we were in trouble, because if you got padding on the escalator, they want you to be comfortable, that means you're in for a long escalator ride, which makes me the believe that I'm sitting in the nosebleeds, okay? So we're just on a, whew, what would it be, like a 90 degree angle, I guess? I don't know. Just Just headed straight for the sky up this elevator for like, escalator for like 15 minutes, my uncle finally turns to me. He goes, hey, Rob. I was like, yeah. He's like, you remember in episode nine of the Brilliantly Dumb Show when you said you don't, matter, you don't care where you're sitting in the stadium? You just want to see the ball. As long as you could see the ball, you're happy. I go, yeah. He goes, was that true? I go, yeah, it was. He looks up to the sky and he goes, we're about to put that to the test. Hands me a pair of binoculars. So we get off the escalator, and I think then we're just going to go to our seats. We weren't done yet. We had to go up this, like, man lift that only fits 10 people. So mind you, we're already in the fucking clouds, and yet we're not done going up. So we get on this man lift. You got to get the guy to open it. It's like a cage. I felt like we were in a warehouse. We get on the man lift. There's this big lever to pull up. The guy operated just looks up, send him on up, Johnny, send him on up. I was like, up? I just saw an airplane go across my ear. What do you mean? How, how much further up are we going here? Click, 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 click. This thing just keeps on fucking climbing. Finally, we get out. We were very well on the highest seat in the ballpark. To the point where when they were making the seat, I think they might have said, that may be too high. I think we're overdoing it here at Dodger Stadium. But you come out and immediately when you get out of that little tunnel, the sun's just fucking beaming on you. 
I mean, we had ourselves an absolute scorcher there in Los Angeles. So we get in our seats, settle down. I'm having a ball. CeCe's the Bathia's pitching. The atmosphere was great. People, there's Yankee jerseys. There's Dodger jerseys. There's people talking shit. It was awesome. It was great. But the problem is the sun's just beaming down on you. So by the time the fifth inning rolls around, I don't see a vendor. I need a beer. I don't want to get up out of my seat. I want to keep watching the game. Finally, we get a, we get a vendor. Big old nice African-American fellow. About it had to be 6'2", 250. I look at him. I say, sir, I'll take, a, I'll take one tall boy now. Um, and then would you be able to come back in about 10, 15 minutes for some more? This guy looks at me. He's just beaming, just sweat dripping down his face. He goes, brother. I'm going to be real with you. It took me about 15 minutes to get up this bitch. I ain't coming back before the eighth inning. And I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> I ain't coming up this bitch again. Woo. I looked at him and I was like, okay, you know what? I, I, I don't blame you there, boss. Let me do five tall boys and maybe I'll catch you in the eighth inning. He goes, appreciate it, man. Give him the cash. He's on his way. I don't blame him. You need an oxygen mask to get up there. Poor guy lost 20 pounds just climbing up there. I said, yeah, in case you didn't know, the man lifts on the way down. You got to have Johnny let you down. Let him on down, Johnny. Holy shit, was it beaming. I Bottom line is sunburn left to right. All, every inch of my body. What do we got? Alarms going off here in the studio. But I tell you, I was kind of neutral about the whole the pitch, the pitch per, per 30 second rule that they were given. To kind of speed up MLB baseball games. I didn't really mind it because I like the game so much that I don't mind the game being four hours. But I've never been more for that rule than I am now. I think every ten seconds, the way I was getting soaked up in that sun, there should be a pitch thrown. 